Welcome everybody to the Sotapana podcast. Today I've got my friend and guest Jenna Z. Jenna, big welcome. How are you doing today? I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm very excited. So we are going to be talking about identity, entrepreneurship, and health, and how that all fits in together with your fitness. So Jenna, let's talk about how does your identity, you know, tie into your your health? Like, tell us about how that works. Yeah, I think we base our identity off, obviously, off of our you know, belief systems and how we are showing up for our health, our spirituality, our businesses are all interlinked. And depending mm. upon how we feel, that really can uh, help us stay in a state of flow and alignment and manifest what we want and bring in, you know, community, more money, more clarity, or it can obviously, you know, do the opposite. So, yeah, you know, I've been focusing a lot on lifting lately because it just makes me feel good. And for the longest time, you know, I was like, oh, I don't need to lift weights. It's all just aesthetic, but I feel healthier when I do it. Yeah. I'm so glad that you brought that up because I had no idea. So I started my strength training journey because I wanted to aesthetically look better. I was a gymnast most of my life. I did cheerleading. And then when I got to college and my activity level had dropped, I felt like I needed to do something outside of, you know, when I'm not in these sports anymore. So yeah. I started going to the gym and I was so inspired by all these women lifting and I thought their bodies were so hot. So that's why I initially got into it. But yeah. then I had almost like a spiritual awakening through my fitness journey. I became so present in my body when I was lifting and mm. I felt so powerful. My grades significantly increased. Yeah. Uh, my confidence went up. I was making better choices all around and it just made me feel that my body was more of a, a vessel that I needed to take care of and not for granted. So totally. You know, there's a lot of intelligence in the body and that's something I've been exploring not only by myself, but with guests on the podcast. Can you tell us a little bit about the intelligence or like what does fitness help your brain do? I'm really curious about that. Yeah. So you create like new neural pathways. So when you connect to the mind and the body, you're actually like awakening things. Not only are you detoxing your body with your blood flow, but I mm. really believe that it increases like or it can increase um, your not your EQ, but your IQ. Like mm. I said, I noticed that when I started uh, strength training more, I was retaining information quicker. I was getting better grades on my tests. I'm sure, you know, nutrition had a lot to do with that as well. But yeah. there was just this like, it's almost as if, you know, you get into a meditative state. If you know what to do when you're training, you can really alter your brain waves. And I didn't know that back in the day. I just made that connection and my yeah. intuition had became a lot stronger. So yeah, I ran cross country in high school and I noticed once I started running, my grades also went up with doing less work actually, because I was training more, I had less time to do homework and study, but I still got better grades. Interesting. And yeah, really interesting. I think there is definitely a mind-body connection that we can often lose, especially when we're starting out as entrepreneurs because we're like, oh, we need to make money, we need to hustle, and we lose that connection. I did at least. And when I've gotten back into fitness, I feel like it's easier for me to make more money doing less work because that, you know, my body is like telling me what I should focus on, what I should say, what I should write, 
all of these yes. things. So my greatest ideas for content come when I'm working out. I usually create extra like time because I'll be on my phone in my in my personal sessions and I have notes. And yeah. it's just like boom, boom, boom. I ring things off and I feel exactly very powerful and clear. And I think a lot of people think that by investing in their fitness or health or whatever activity that they're looking at, A, the time that they're going to lose and maybe money, but not mm. realizing by doing the thing that inspires them, especially when it comes to your health, that's actually going to bring you so much more clarity and, you know, confidence within yourself. And I think ultimately when you embody those two things, whatever you're going to create is going to become a lot easier and just feel like a flow. So yeah, that's a good point. And speaking of flow, Jenna, what is your flow? Like, what does it look like for you? A typical day? Like my business, health and fitness or all of it kind of thing. Well, especially with the fitness side of how you run your day, we would love as an audience to know, like, what are some of the things you do that are mission critical? Totally. To so I, I feel like I should give a little background first. So I used to, when I, um, like I mentioned, I was a cheerleader, a gymnast, always been into movement, always did something. I cannot sit still very long. Um, but when I uh, migrated over to the strength training side, I initially followed kind of like the bodybuilding philosophy, what girls basically did to compete. And then I realized, and I brought the holistic approach, but I noticed a lot of um, toxicity within that industry as well. It wasn't necessarily sustainable um, for my life and my goals. And so I created my own routine out of that. And so what that looks like now is I focus, I usually do two or three strength training sessions a week. It could mm -hmm. be anywhere from 20 minutes to an hour. Sometimes if it's a more high intensity, it's 20 minutes. If it's like an hour, I'm doing usually heavier lifts. And that's when I will write stuff down, use that time. And then okay. the day in between, I always get some form of movement in. So I love going for walks. I call my walks like juicy city hikes because <laughs> I'll carry a backpack and I that's live awesome. in a beautiful area of downtown Miami and it's so gorgeous here. So I'm exploring my city. I power walk and I visualize and clear my head during that space. And so I'll do that. And the days, um, I don't do that. I also, I love dancing. I think, uh, for females, especially if you want to get in touch with that feminine side, you want to feel safe in your, like your sensuality, do it behind closed doors. You don't have to necessarily go to a class if you don't want to, and just allow your body to free flow for mm -hmm. 10, 20 minutes and put on the music that you like. And you literally just like, yeah, go through all these emotions and let them go. And you feel so powerful in your own space. Yeah. Movement's so big. I, I rock climbing. I find I do that more in the evening. Now, Jen, I want to ask you this. Is it better to start your day with movement? Do you want to intersperse it or do you want to do it towards the evening or does it matter? Tell us about when, when is the best time? That's an amazing question. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like if you're looking for more like the mental aspect in the mm. morning, even if it's small, if you can't get your full gym session in because of the way that, you know, your business is ran, you can definitely lift later or have, you know, your bigger routine. But even if it's like a five to 10 minute power walk or dance, mm. or just some push ups, because you're going to wake your body up and just snap right into like the clarity that you want. So there's definitely, mm. uh, I think a morning component that's important that anyone should do. I like that. So even like a simple walk is better than even a five minute walk is better than not doing anything and just going straight to the desk. I know a lot of people are like, you just f first thing you do the hard thing and just get to work. But 
I like what you're saying, which is to just take some time. Now, if you can structure your business any way you want to, Jenna, ideally, is a morning big workout better or an evening or a midday workout? Yeah, best? I would say morning because you know what? You're more energized after you're more clear. Mm -hmm. And I feel like towards the evening, you everyone tends to get a little bit like tired. It's easier to make an excuse. I just noticed that mm -hmm. my energy is more sustained throughout the day. So I try and get like a either early morning or afternoon. Now my business is structured around that. I don't know what everyone else is kind of, but I definitely yeah. think them get it in and your day will be set. And also one of the things that like I teach my clients and I, I see a lot on the online space, like don't have a morning routine, do have a morning routine. I'm like, your morning routine doesn't need to be hours. But I yeah. do think that if you, you start your day with some form of gratitude before you get on your technology, some form of movement, mm. even if it's stretching, breath work could count as movement. Okay. You're just taking time. Cause you know, sometimes I wake up in the morning, I'm clear, I'm ready to go. But sometimes I wake up and I'm kind of like in a mood, yeah. I'm just kind of scattered. And I think the more, present that you can be, the more um, clear you're going to show up in all your other tasks that are important for your clients. So yeah, I love waking up doing a little meditation in my bed, taking a shower, and then maybe going, you know, for a coffee, going for a walk, and then journaling, ideally, if I have time. But I want to talk a little bit about biohacking. So we talked initially about biohacking. Uh, last time we talked, Jenna, you know, what is biohacking for everybody that's here that's listening that maybe they're like, I've never heard of biohacking. What What is biohacking? Yeah, so it's really about tuning into your body. Usually, I would say you probably have to have some form of process to start, but seeing how your body responds and making mm -hmm. little changes over time. So, for example, say like you're eating, you know, whatever meal plan somebody put you on. I always encourage my clients hey, like this is how we're going to start based on what you told me. Tell me how you feel after you eat kind of thing. And you start mm. optimizing what you're putting in your body and paying attention to when your energy is at its highest so that you can perform at the best level. I'm sure you notice within business, like there are days or times that you're best on sales calls, right? Like not everyone, like for example, I know some coaches that are like, I keep my whole entire Monday closed. I focus on getting my health in and my alignment for business, writing all my content and then structuring my week. So that way I'm showing up in, you know, that way for them in business. But yeah. some people do better at like night, for example, with clarity, like creatives I hear sometimes or later in the evening, that's the best time for them to create. So that's you know, what's interesting. You mentioned sales calls and we've talked a little bit about human design. Um, I'm an emotional authority. So for everybody that doesn't know what that is, it just means I need a couple of days to process big decisions. And what's worked really well for me is actually getting rid of sales calls and just sending an email to potential clients that are interested. It gives both me and them time to feel out, is this the best decision for both of us to work together? So just an aside, um, since you That's mentioned cool. sales calls. Yeah. No, exactly. And some coaches don't even, you know, use them. There's that's exact. And so that's, so if you talk about biohacking, apply like that to business, to your body, you would do that with food and fitness, yeah. just anything to enhance your performance. There's a book, uh, written by the, the coach that coached, um, basketball player, what was it Kobe Bryant and, um, What's his name? Jordan. Jordan. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. He, um, how, how do you forget Michael Jordan? I no, know the name. I'm not, but I just, I read, I, I read this. Is it Relentless? Is it called Relentless? I think it might have been that one. That or Winning or something. And he talked about how he watched his 
um, well, his students' performance, right? He only worked with a very select handful of people and they biohacked their bodies to perform. So they were the best players. So, you know, a lot of times Uh, fitness philosophy, you'll hear like, don't eat a carb here. Don't eat a carb here. It's like, that doesn't uh, work for everybody. And so Michael Jordan, they, I think they had him eating like steaks and stuff before games and the way that he put in his training sessions in between and it was very interesting to hear that kind of insight but that's basically what you do with you know your own body or you could hire someone to do that or help it it sounds like it has a lot to do with timing Mm -hmm. you mentioned before games he ate steaks what you know what's the importance of timing in your in what you're eating and also what you're eating how does that play a role so yeah, into your energy levels, into your mm. clarity. Like I have some clients, for example, that can work out on an empty stomach and feel so good. Mm. Where me, if I work out first thing in the morning on an empty stomach, my performance sucks. My body is metabolically very strong. I burn mm. through calories. I do actually really well in red meat, right? Mm. So making sure that you're eating listening to your body and how it responds in, you know, whatever eating window. Like I said, you could start off with something basic and then over time, just like hack it. So, okay. So it's like you're, so for me, for example, I was uh, vegan for two years and it was great when I was in California, when I moved to the Midwest, I was like, I can't continue. So I started eating vegetarian. I guess it's a location dependent thing. It's like a time dependent thing. It's what stresses are on your body in that moment. Um, I can eat like a bunch of food and go for a run. Like somehow I can do well with that. (laughs) Yeah, maybe because we're both like, I've I've been athletic for most of my life. So for my body to eat something and go for exercise, it doesn't hurt at all. Um, But I wanna get more to that point of timing, Jenna, it's like, how do you determine and what's the process to get that biohacking dialed in so you're at your optimal performance all the time instead of maybe just for a couple hours every day yeah i think honestly it depends on how present you are i think the timing comes down to being so in tune with your body um how are you prioritizing your task your day how much is going on in your brain i think a lot of us it's really easy to become omnipresent so for me to Mm. get timing very clear i try and practice a flow state like lots of meditation um days like in the middle of the day if i notice i get very overwhelmed and anxious that's Mm -hmm. a key indicator that I need to like slow down, take a step back. I'm coming from, you know, a place of not being here. And I think that's how you nail it down because you could Mm -hmm. eat two meals a day and feel really sufficient and good where somebody like me Mm -hmm. needs for sure three or four. And then as far as timing goes, I've just noticed that um, I have patterns like eating times, eating windows that have just developed over the years. Like I would just eat my breakfast and say, oh, I feel good at this time. And then I paid attention to my hunger cues. I was just talking to somebody about this earlier because he was asking me about fasting, fasting windows. And there's a lot of hype on the internet about fasting. Yeah. There's so many ways to do it. I was like, let's focus on when your body is naturally saying it's hungry and let's pay attention to the times that you're training. And then let's focus on your portion sizes and what feels good. And we'll just keep going from there. And so like for me, my body is always hungry first thing in the morning and about three to four hours on the dot, same thing, three to four hours later in the evening. And it's just like, I can tell because I start 
yeah. feeling very tired. You know, it's interesting uh, for me. I'm the exact opposite. When I wake up, I'm just like, I don't want to eat. I maybe get a coffee and then I'll work till like 3 p.m. or 2 p.m. And then I'll just eat a giant meal. Wow. And then, yeah. And then I'm just like, good. And then I'll go exercise. And that most of the time, it's great because then I can come back in the evening and keep working. And I'm just like, so just energized by all that calories I got. Then I worked it all out. I noticed so, men yeah. do that more, by the way. Interesting. Men can handle longer fast. Um, I could definitely not drink coffee on an empty stomach. I would be like bouncing decaf. off walls. Right. Decaf. Oh, all, you do decaf. Yeah, I cannot do me, caffeine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can do green it. tea, but yeah. if I do caffeine, it literally makes me the opposite of focused. I feel like I'm all over the place. So. Yep. Yep. Caffeine is interesting. I have a love-hate relationship with it. And it, I think this is a good point to focus on. Some people get focused on caffeine. Some people just get just totally destroyed. I get like completely destroyed uh, energetically when I'd have caffeine. But if I'm feeling, you know, sometimes I struggle with like this depression and it comes up from time to time, maybe a couple times a year but it's just like, I feel this heaviness and then I have caffeine and I feel fantastic. I'm like, oh, that's, this is awesome. Yeah. I'm really curious, Jenna, um, what is your take on fitness and like depression or ADHD or like all of these, you know, mental issues that we see are happening more and more and more in society due to lifestyle and all that how can you know how does fitness tie into that can it help have you noticed anything yes. with yeah one thousand percent i actually totally believe that i've definitely i think we all go through phases of depression for sure i think it's natural to experience it's our body yeah. telling us we're not either taking in the right nutrients we're not mm -hmm. in alignment with our spirits or higher selves we're not doing things that are growing us um, yeah, or yeah, maybe point. you're in it. You've had some trauma, right. That's deeply stored in the body. I think we've all gone through some form of like emotional abuse or had someone really, really hurt us Yeah. and fitness, the actual reason. So, like I said, I was always into movement because I was just had a competitive mindset, mm. but what drove me to get into fitness and, and the physique, I went through a really hard time in my life where girls were really, really mean to me. I didn't feel worthy in my body. And there were some things going on in my family. And I remember just thinking, I just want to run from all my problems. So mm. I started running yeah. and every day I got this like high and I felt so good. And I was like, I'm going to do this with my life. I'd visualize the income, the things that I wanted to do, which then went into strength training. And I totally think it's the best antidepressant. You are pumping out um, hormones, yeah. chemicals that you can stimulate naturally that a lot of in this space. Now you hear a lot about like psychedelics, ecstasy, ketamine, microdosing that you can right, right, help. Right. And I think all those things are great, but at the end of the day, we can't always be putting something in our yeah. body. We need to learn how to create that on our own. And I think, like I said, in, in terms of, um, emotions getting stored in the, the body, crying, breathing, yeah movement yeah. helps move everything through. And I yeah. also was diagnosed with ADHD. And I told you in college, when I started lifting, my grades went up. I was like, I'm not ADHD. I was just all over the place yeah. because I wasn't connected to my body. I was yeah. so in my head all the time. So I, 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 I so agree with you that personally, I feel my depression was not a cause of some like huge genetic condition, but rather the uh what, what do you call it the stacking of these micro traumas of 
you know, not taking a break when the body's asking for it, staying up late, studying all night, whatever, whatever, you know, working too long, all of these things, you start to layer and layer and layer. And over time, your body's just like enough, we're going to go into depression to work this out. That's how I feel personally for mine. And one thing that I've noticed is that when you move the body, when you get the joints flexed and, you know, you just get that blood flowing through all of that trauma that's been stored up, it has an opportunity to transmute and release into something more positive, like, you know, dopamine or serotonin, or, you know, you go for a run, you feel good. And I think it's a really, really, really powerful tool, especially for entrepreneurs who have a lot of stressors in the day. This is how we've built our life. Uh, getting those out at the end of every day is so critical. Uh, Jenna, I want to ask you, you know, you're focusing specifically, you work with a lot of entrepreneurs. What are some of the techniques and strategies and really the mindset you instill into into your clients so that they can perform better for longer periods of time? Yeah, great question. So I, I ask a lot of questions on how they feel and I tune into the things that they tell me. I pay very close attention to what they say, their patterns, and I dive a little bit deeper. A lot of times there's um, a lot of resistance and just limiting beliefs and try yeah. and help them expand and come to a conclusion on their own. I don't think it's my job to ever force something on somebody. It doesn't work. And within that, I definitely work on their like strategy with like nutrition and movement. Um, there, I have a, like a three by three philosophy I kind of use. And then, like I said, I help people biohack from there. And I just listen on our sessions, what they're telling me. And I'll say, okay, let's exchange this for this kind of thing. Mm. And if mm -hmm. they, if I notice sometimes like with entrepreneur CEOs, a lot of times they're, they take on too much. Yeah. Always. They, they are so naturally, which I love them for you know, competitive. They want to do better in the world. They have all these goals, but I'll really encourage them to slow down. I've mm. with quite a few clients too. I've, I've said to them, Hey, if you don't slow down now, your body is going to force you to slow down and you'll get sick. I can't tell you how many clients I told that to. And then a month later, something serious happened and you got, you have to learn that through that, you know, illness or whatever your body. Presents. Yeah. Yeah. You but, know, it can be, um, I luckily haven't gotten sick in many years. I don't remember the last time, but a big part of that is my regular meditation routine, uh, breath work, you know, sitting silently, slowing down when you're constantly engaging the body and making it go, 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 you give it no opportunity for rest. You become more susceptible to illness. You know. Totally. And there, you know, a lot of times people are trying to run this business. And I think that they think that their fitness has to be at an athletic level of a Miami heat player mm. and th their whole career is revolved around that. So they rest, they're sleeping nine, 10 hours. They have wow. coaches and people looking after them and they're not extending themselves in all the other ways. Their priority is that. And so yeah. You cannot go a thousand percent in all directions. You know That's what I mean? That's a great and point. I would say for you too, I just want to say like in the time that I've known you, you you seem so grounded and clear and calm. And it, it's very obvious that you have rituals and a routine in place. And I think that- yeah. That makes me trust people more too, honestly. <laughs> I mean, that's a big part of business, right? As a CEO, your main job 
is to make sales. Like whether it's direct or indirect, you have to make either your product better, your to make your processes better, whatever. Your main job is to generate sales and make sure your customers are happy and coming back. And having a grounded, clear vision of what's happening in every part of your business is, you know, your job, literally. And, you know, I'd love to know, Jenna, how, um, you know, do you have any kind of tutorials? Do you have like a YouTube channel? Do you have an Instagram that uh, our listeners can follow to get more information on how do they, how do they kind of like, you know, navigate fitness as an entrepreneur. Yeah, totally. So if you guys want to find me, I'm on Facebook and Instagram at Juicy Fit Jenna. So the name of my program, by the way, is Juicy Sculpt. Yes. And I came up with that because my, you know, when I, when I started my business, everyone's name on Instagram was like their name and fit. Uh And I wanted to do something. I work with mainly women. I wanted to do something that was fun that was like you could remember and I used to juice a lot of green juices back in the day I don't juice so much anymore I still enjoy them and so I was like juicy fit and it just you know was really fun interesting Interesting. but yeah you can find me there I write all the time about a lot of mindset the emotional patterns and stuff that surface um, things that you can eliminate from your diet toxins and how that plays into you know chronic illness and then also the movement side of it I put a lot of tips on things that you can do in the gym or how you can develop your routine so that you, you know, can enjoy your body, get fit over time, but it doesn't have to look like you're going to, again, to be an athlete or the bodybuilding world. You can just create those practices and do what inspires you and really enjoy it. So. That is awesome. Um, Jenna, thank you so much for being on the podcast. This information is, I know it's going to be transformative for the right people. So Uh, Just want to say thank you so much for being on and sharing your wisdom. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. We have to do this again. Yeah, let's do a part two. You guys, if you liked the episode, you know, say bring Jenna back and we'll bring her on for part two. And uh, yeah, just once again, thanks. And oh, by the way, if you're interested in what we do, the Purpose Incubator, helping you find your purpose and build a product and a message and a brand from that, then you can check out our website. It's www.sotapana.com. It'll be in the link as well as Jenna's descriptions. And we will see you on the next episode. Take care, everyone. Have a good Take care. Bye, guys.